Hi, good day, and welcome back to the Section 1 podcast with another one of our bonus episodes. Uh, today, what I want to do is uh, uh, take you back to a segment that was done in our very first season. In fact, it would have been the, the fourth episode, I believe. Uh, now, at the moment, it's been about one year since uh, we've had um, remote hearings taking place in our court system here throughout Trinidad and Tobago, and, you know, likewise in many other parts of the world. And in this fourth episode, which I'm going to take us back to shortly, uh, on the TV show, our hosts, Mr. Kyle Taklal Singh and Mr. Stefan Rampisoon, they had a very nice discussion that I think was very informative with two other attorneys, uh, Ms. Renuka Rambajan and Mr. Sunesh Singh, who shared a bit of their experiences and their thoughts on how the remote hearings have been taking place, or rather, well, electronic hearings, rather, might be a more appropriate term, um, how those have been taking place and how it's been affecting matters in both the High Court and the Magistrates Court here in Trinidad and Tobago. So, you know, I felt it would be a good idea to uh, maybe revisit this at this point, uh, you know, just because it's something it has been going on for about a year. And let's hear what the thoughts were um, early into this, but not, well, you know, a few months into this process from uh, a couple attorneys who have some really good experience in the fields, um, and of course with our hosts. So sit back and enjoy, and remember we will be back with another original episode very soon. Welcome back to section one, and we enter straight into our segment called the deposition. Deposition, Stefan, we're dealing with that very, very hot topic that is happening in our criminal justice system, well, our justice system as a whole. As a whole, correct. Um, where we're being forced to use virtual trials, virtual interaction with the courts, yeah. um, whether or not that is prejudicing um, clients, whether that is prejudicing the public in someone said, someone accessing said, justice. <clears throat> yeah, someone said that the magistracy on a whole has come to a grinding halt. I saw some of the commentators saying that mm -hmm. because some of the trials just simply aren't going on. In fact, as we said in a previous program, we have a judge yeah. who has actually come out and said, look, um, a, civil judge. a civil judge is difficult to conduct trials yeah. with this issue. And no. the issue has been, there they've received comments throughout society. Yeah. Now yeah. we have two young, prominent um, practitioners, colleagues, colleagues and um, Mr. Singh, Mr. Sunis Singh, and Ms. Renuka Rambajan. Guys, are you there? Are you there? We're, we're not hearing you. Maybe you could... Um, Sunish, Mr. Singh, are you there? Kyle, are you hearing me? Yeah, yes, we're hearing, hearing you, yes. You? Renuka, Renuka, are you there? Are you, are you hearing me? Yes, we're hearing yes, you. We're hearing yes. you fine. Uh, hi, guys. Hi, how are you hi going? Hi, guys. So, you all know right now, I mean, you would probably know better than us, um, it's been a total, a cataclysmic shift in the, in the way we do business, in the way we go to court, in the way we conduct our trade as lawyers. Um, we want to get your guys' perspective. Um, maybe we could start with you, Renuka. You do a lot of matters in the high court, high court trials. Um, what has your experience been like? Well, it has been very difficult because one of the, the main things in a criminal trial is contact with your client. Right. And you have a circumstance now where your clients are being um, brought to the court virtually and you are in another room. So the physical aspect of getting immediate instructions from your client, you lose that immediately. So there's a, there's a difficult um, connect between you and your client. Yeah. then there is a difficulty in connecting sometimes with the court because the court is of the view 
um, if your client is in prison or on bail, they should have access to a phone, a computer, internet, and would therefore be able to attend to the virtual trial. But that's not always the reality. I have had instances, I do a lot of legal aid matters. So these are persons who are already suffering um, from not being able to afford an attorney. Raduka, your, Raduka, your volume seems to be a bit low on the lower side. I don't know if you could adjust on your side. I apologize. Is that's that okay. Better? We're hearing you, but we're just not hearing you too loudly. All right. Is that is that better now? Yeah, yeah better, that is yes. better. Yeah, go ahead from there. Yeah. All right, great. My apologies. Yes, what I was saying is, you know, you have a lot of clients who do not have access to the internet, and they simply don't have a computer or phone. Right. They have no choice but to come to your office for the hearing, and right. then sometimes the way the links are sent, they're sitting there for hours. Yeah. waiting for five minutes and they yeah. don't understand the disconnect between what they're accustomed to which is physically appearing before a judge or a magistrate to this very artificial process so yeah. there has been some teasing problems i have i have experienced yeah um sunesh let's get your perspective maybe you could come in there what what has your your experience been like well certainly I, what i can say is um the current system for electronic hearings and electronic filings are geared towards the benefit of attorneys. Right. As Renuka has clear, correctly pointed out, um, the average Joe, your, your, your common man on the street, your man on the Clapham on, omnibus, so to speak, um, does not have the resources, and in certain cases may not have an attorney who um, has great contact with the court as a result of the electronic hearing. Yeah. Now, despite the problems, and I certainly say that now we are going through the growing pains yeah. of an yeah. electronic hearing, I certainly see the benefits. Yeah. For as, uh, as any practitioner and any practitioner in the magistrate's court, you know that communicating with the to, court, with the court yeah. um, on behalf of your client is, is almost impossible. You have to call a, a, a phone number with hopes that one a person answers it yeah. and then they transfer your call to the relevant court um so that you it's for example if you are, you need to address an issue with the magistrate that um you don't you're not sitting behind your phone for hours so your so has a, a email address yeah every gso has a personal contact number um so the you unfortunate thing is, you sorry, see that the you see that the technology is actually improving practice to some extent because it is assisting yes. um, probably smoother flow of information and court schedules. Yes, certainly. Because um, if, if, you, if you, you can direct, communicate directly, and as you gentlemen know, yeah. um, the easiest way to reach a judge is through their GSO. Yeah. Yes. For, if you, for any, if you want to make any application ahead of the, the court matter, Right. And now mattress have their own GSOs, and that uh, facility is available. Right. But unfortunately, it's only available to attorneys because yeah. um, regular citizens who are not one do not are not represented by counsel, or two do not have the access to an email or a, a computer. Yeah. Are simply are just having to go to the court physically if they can stand outside and. Try and, and see what's happening with their matter. Yeah. yeah. Renuka, what Renuka well Sudesh has raised a very interesting point there. Yes, there is the downside, um, but also yeah. the technology. I mean, we as lawyers know, um, you would sometimes have to leave your office to go down to court for an hour 
um, for sometimes a five-minute five hearing. So there is, there is so there obvious some benefits. Are you, you also seen some benefits as well? No, absolutely. For in my practice, I have sometimes three to four hearings a day before COVID. So I would find myself driving to San Fernando, sometimes from San Fernando back to Chagunas, then to Port of Spain. Yeah. And as we all know, roads are not always very friendly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the convenience of, yeah. of sitting at your computer and being able to attend multiple hearings, that has been an absolute benefit, I think, not only to me, but practitioners across the board. Yeah. If it is that, as, as Sunisha said, we're going through growing pains. If we yeah. get it right, this can absolutely work. We have said it before here, especially. Yeah, we have said it here from at, at least the civil aspect of things. The technology has been, in some ways, a blessing for for attorneys and for clients because what has happened is that we can uh, at least the access to justice is a little bit better now. Yeah. In mm -hmm. terms of us getting communications with the court, um, as Sunish would have indicated, um, a big thing for the magistracy is the GSOs, which was an amazing um, thing to, to put forward, an amazing thing because. What happens now is that I could telephone a GSO or email them directly if I have an issue, and there is that constant communication. But then there is a downfall for the, the regular person. Um, they, they do not have that communication. But, but guys, I mean, inequity aside, I mean, because, yes, lawyers are benefiting, and then, but ordinary clients might have difficulty in the procedural steps. But we all know, and, and most people who litigate know, procedure is, is one part of it. Getting down to the actual trial, because that is what ultimately the pinnacle of the court is. It's either you're in the case of criminal matters, you're innocent or guilty, or in the case of civil matters, you win your claim or you have your claim dismissed. Yeah, and as um, some people would have indicated, the, the, um, the magistracy has come to a, a halt in terms of trials. No trials are going on, and people aren't able to access yeah. that. Uh, Ranuka, what, what is your experience? Have you done any trials? Um, or have you seen trials take place virtually, and do you think it's effective? Well, in the, in the criminal matters, remember, we now have the option of judge-only trial. Right, right. Perhaps the, the better option for the virtual trial would be a judge-only trial, because you don't have to deal with a jury. Right. I personally am involved right now with a trial before Justice Ramsumer Hines that is continuing tomorrow virtually. And the way the system works, my client is in prison, a link is sent, and he's observing everything just as we are right now. I am on the other link. The state is on the other link, and then the judge is there. Um, I was very pleased to say that during the course of the trial, technology was used where we had to put a document into the hands of the witness, that the judge was able to share her screen, and we were all able to look at the document at the same time. So that's what I'm saying. It can be very beneficial. Yeah. Um, a trial by jury, however, I do see that that may be problematic yeah. because you will have the the you have to connect with nine or twelve people over a screen. Yeah, that is going to be very difficult when your when your art form is persuasion. Yes, you know it's difficult to do that without having that physical contact. But the judge only trials have been uh, moving along. I know that Justice Ramsumer Hines is doing one with me, and I know that Justice Gonzalez is doing another. So it's moving along, and like we said. Um, every every trial is going to be a learning experience, I anticipate. Uh, Sunesh? Sunesh, I mean, you, you, you do a lot of cross-examination um, in your practice. Do you foresee or have you had to cross-examine virtually? Or do you see the, the virtual system affecting your ability to cross-examine and put your witnesses, put your client's case to the prosecution and the witnesses? 
Well, Kyle, as you know, we're very animated when we cross-examine. So, <laughs> I think it relates to uh, the the body language of a witness is something that any advocate on his leg, his or her legs, um, because as you know, I, I, you you think very much on your feet. Yeah. And an element is certainly lost yeah. with the virtual trials. Yeah. I have had thus far. I've had a lot of my trials vacated in the magistracy simply because uh, one, I think the, the magistrates themselves do not know how to best conduct criminal trials. Right. And secondly, well, unfortunately at the magistracy level, it seems they're not very persuasive when it comes to the policy decision with the DPP and how they bring their witnesses to court. Right, mm -hmm. right. So there's a, there's a hiccup in the system because of the virtual platform. The virtual platform. I, I believe I've had a, many, a few matters well that are just waiting for a trial date that just cannot get started yeah. simply because the virtual hearing is highly prejudicial to my clients. Yeah. Yes. Well, well Ranuka, you, um, you were once a prosecutor. I know you would have gone up against Sunesh probably a few times. <laughs> um, um, from the prosecutorial sort of perspective, do you see difficulties um, for a prosecution, conducting an effective prosecution because of this virtual platform. I mean, I know that you would have to brief a lot of witnesses, you would have to um, go through evidence, you would have to tender a lot of evidence. It's much easier sometimes for the defense lawyer to simply sit back and criticize your work. So tell us from the, probably the prosecution perspective. Um, is it difficult? Or do you it, think it, it will be? It will be. I mean, on an ordinary day, back when I was a prosecutor, Doing a trial was difficult because it was such a dynamic experience. You would plan for certain things, and then things would happen that would completely throw your, your plan off course. Yeah. A witness might not show up. Yeah. A witness might decide he does not want to give the evidence. Or a witness may turn hostile in the box yeah. and start to give evidence contrary to what is on a statement. Right. At that point, you are physically required to confront them with their statement. Right. Yeah. As a prosecutor, you will then have the barrier of this of this virtual trial of being unable to do certain things. I do know that the DPP has taken um, somewhat of a position that they do not wish to cross-examine accused persons virtually. virtually. Yes. But you know, they, they themselves are trying to tweak how exact how best exactly to deal with it. The judiciary has responded by creating uh, a space in King's Court where a person is supposed to appear and the marshal is present. Uh, when the person is given evidence, regardless of whether it's an accused or or a witness, but you have that problem of being able to fully cross-examine to confront the witness. I mean, something that sometimes in a trial, it is such a living, breathing thing. You might ask the judge to allow someone to come into the court, yeah, and chat the witness and say, "Do you know this person?" Yeah, you can't do it virtually. You, you can't see? do it. Yeah, yeah. They are actual physical. Um, not, not physical in terms of, of the infrastructure, as well as in the procedural process. I can see difficulties on both the prosecutorial side as well as the defense side. Yeah, well, well of course, you lose that element of showmanship that lawyers... As Sunesh would have alluded to. Well, yeah, Sunesh <laughs> would have alluded to that. Well, Every lawyer loves to parade a little bit. Especially I mean, in cross-examination. is meant to, you know, when you put on that robe and the bands, there, there's a reason that you wear it and you fling it and yes, emphasis, it's there's theater, there's drama. Yeah. There's very little you can do on a computer screen when that <laughs> Especially, <laughs> Especially sitting down 
with your robes, you really can't. Exactly. You really can't have that level well, of Well, guys, um, um, experience and criticism is is one thing. Sunesh, do you have any um, maybe if you could if you could provide a suggestion? Do you see any way forward, any solution, any suggestion that you would like to put forward um, th that well, would improve this entire system? Well, listening to Dr. Sohan earlier, who called it, we know definitely that COVID nineteen is going to be here for a while. Yeah. Um, and the electronic systems work specifically for case management right but i think um once the court manages its timetables we can resume in-person hearings right because as um as you all know what takes up a lot of space in a court and why courts are very much packed is that they're just simply doing case management. They're Several dealing matters. with issues exactly. of disclosure. They're dealing with um, how far is the prosecution's case re reached in terms of this um, witness statements. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you spend your, enti your entire morning dealing with case management, and then you set an afternoon for one case, to, to try one case. Yeah. Yeah. So I, c I don't see why it is that if the, the case management is done virtually, then afternoons can be set just for defense counsel, prosecuting counsel. Um, in, a, in a full empty court, you have yep. maybe your one or two defendants and your one or two witnesses. But what you could do um, is also schedule the schedule the um the witnesses to come in. So you have certain times yes. where you schedule it and then that way you adhere to this, the different social protocols. Yes. The social well, distancing lawyers protocols. live by schedule. We know when, when all our matters are. We have our time set yes. out. We get our emails from the GSOs. Well, well, I, some I, of us, some of us are better at schedules than others. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but but basically, what you're doing is calling for a hybrid system. Yes, right? precisely, and that yeah. is what I think going forward and is it's going to be. It is going to be a hybrid system. Yes, it's all of us would have, all of us would have benefited. Now. All of us would have benefited thus far with in terms of the case management system. And we have we have yes. said this last week that it has been a. a an amazing experience because in terms of us in the civil arena and you guys in the criminal arena, it is it has sped up a lot. Even in some of the appeals that me and um, Kyle has done, um, some of the judges had, had has praised it because it, it it has a way now in terms of reducing the docket size and doing what they have to do in a very efficient manner. Yeah. And um and but I, I appreciate Sunish's um Sunish's suggestion because if you have that scheduling especially in the afternoon, you have in the morning, you have the case management conferences, but you schedule when a witness has to come in. That's a very good idea. Yeah. Hopefully yes. those in power are seeing, seeing what they have to do in the judiciary and they could, um, they can implement something very similar. Renuka, Renuka you what see, do you think? you see any solution like that? Um, I agree with Sunesh 100%. I think that it is, it is fairly obvious that COVID is going to be around for a while. Yeah. The wheels of justice cannot stop turning. Correct. You know, I think there is, a, there is an equal responsibility on attorneys to explain this new process and this hybrid that Sunesh is, is suggesting. Mm -hmm. um, I think that um, for case management, um, all of the preliminary issues pre-trial, you could deal with that virtually and you use your yeah. scheduling. It, it's very efficient. Mm -hmm. And the trial process, when it comes to criminal trials, you can still do the judge-only trial virtually. Mm -hmm. But I think it is inevitable we are going to have to find a way to get um, trial by jury off the ground as well. We yeah. can't just sit here and say COVID is around because you have people sitting in prison and we, we are in the comfort of sitting behind a, a computer screen yeah. in the comfort of our home. 
These are people who are innocent until proven guilty, and we cannot ever lose sight of that. that so the study authorities um, streamline the process yeah. when it comes to judge only, trial by jury, case management hearings, mm -hmm. and their clear policy decisions. I think all counsel across the board, civil and criminal, will be able to adapt their practice to suit and it could be successful for all the stakeholders yep i, I think, think so i think that's a good place to leave it guys thank you very much um, for taking Thanks time for off on us. a sunday to yes. assist us in understanding this issue you're very welcome all right guys thank you very much take care bye-bye good night well, well, two young prominent uh, yeah, attorneys interesting yeah? views um actually i thought that we were just going to bash it but then sunish <laughs> threw a nice spin on it uh, yeah. which is something we also discussed at look yeah. There are benefits to technology. Um, COVID is here to stay. And, and, you know, one of the things we should try to do is make the best out of a bad situation. Yeah. And if we could improve efficiency, if we could improve um, the way we conduct our proced the procedural part of court, which yeah. really eats up a lot of time, yeah. you could actually see a justice system that starts to move and function a lot better. Uh, and, it, and it has. It, it really has. And... I, I put a lot of praise in the judiciary, the administration for implementing this mm. and how efficiently they implemented it. When yeah. COVID happened in March and the lockdown happened, we it was it was done very quickly. Yeah. And the administration put things in place, the judiciary put things in place, and the court system was was able to at least uh, I'm talking from the civil aspect, mm. get back and up and running in terms of the case management conferences. Yeah, they they I think I mean we know that there were some judges who were already better with technology. Yeah. And I think some judges were just waiting on the opportunity to start using yeah. the technology more and more in the courts. Yeah. And it's really, you know, extricated our judiciary from a type of antiquated system, system where yeah. you had to physically always attend, you had to physically present documents, you yeah. physically had to go to court to say things that an email could have solved. Correct. It also encourages a lot, of, a lot more collaboration, collaboration between lawyers. Yeah. Because, for instance, if we are doing a case against each other, we no longer have to really go to court yeah. to discuss with the judge a timetable. I could email you and say, look, Stefan, I think we should file witness statements X date. We should yeah. file these documents on another date and appear before the judge for trial direction. And as Renuka would have stated, it's incumbent upon the attorneys now to explain this yeah, to the clients. The clients yeah. And, I mean, I could talk from, from experience. Uh, when, when there was that entire um, mm -hmm. shutdown, essentially, and nothing yeah. was going on, Clients, uh, clients just want their case heard in court. Yeah, yeah. And but it's uh, it's good now to have the virtual system but, there. But it, but it would be remiss of us not to say that, look, um, the justice system and the judicial system isn't like any other ordinary service. I agree. It's part of the rule of law. Mm -hmm. It's part of our very democracy. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't alienate people from the process. So while we as lawyers are happy to sit back and let the technology take place and only devote our time and energy yeah. to trials and to more significant things think about the ordinary litigant who yeah. who's not able to access this he has technology. one case he has yeah. one case that affects probably the rest of his life correct he would want to ensure that every time that matter comes up before the judge he is there mm -hmm. he's observing what is going on because he wants to be part of a process yeah. that could potentially um, affect his life. I mean, both civilly and criminally. And criminally. Yeah. Correct. And that is the point. Yeah. So um, what we'll do is hopefully some of those in authority are seeing that. Yeah. Um, well, we know there's a large Section 1 fan base so that I'm sure <laughs> that that message is getting out. So yeah. hopefully, so um, Antonis made some good recommendations. Excellent recommendations. Um, what yeah. we'll do is we'll take a short break and we'll get back to our favorite segment, the Soapbox. Soapbox, yeah.